Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. This week I'm joined by Matt in London, Andy in San Fran and new podster Gary in London as well. Um, welcome guys, welcome back. Um, brilliant pod last week, I was gutted to miss it. Um, I had a little baby which has been amazing so I've I've joined Matt in the world of podcasting managing a child at the same time which is going to be good fun but Gary's here now so we've got a big squad and we're going to rotate squad rotation so it's all good um football moment of the week Gary as it's your official pod debut as an official podder what was your football moment of the week okay well yeah it's my my big money move back from the the Chinese Super League back to a, a more friendly time zone um well I've, I've just been desperate for the football season to start again and it finally did because uh being a Sheffield Wednesday fan the the championship games were on Saturday and um yeah it was it was so good after a miserable um pre-season of whether we're in an embargo or not and Steve Bruce Judas walking out on us going to <laughs> to Newcastle uh it was good to actually get back on the pitch and we uh we won 3-1 uh at Reading uh, lovely um turn and shot in the last minute from Lucas Jow to seal the win um and then he probably is going to leave us as well now after that but uh, let's stay positive it's uh um yeah it was a it was a good performance and good to see some football proper footballs back and in that in that kind of Positivity, you know, positivity. It's great to see uh, Sheffield United in the Premier League, isn't it, Gary? As a Sheffield man yourself. Well, um, I, I must come. I must admit, I, I listened to the first podcast, and I think you, you guys have turned into the Sheffield United show. There was so, <laughs> it, it seems that you were even trying to fit Henderson in your team, who isn't even on the game yet. Um, so you're anticipating new Sheffield United players to come. Um, so I will not be joining in with any of that. I will be boycotting Sheffield United players through the through the whole season. Um, so I'll leave. I'll leave the joys of their overlapping centre-backs to the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think this, this pod is definitely a United pod. I don't think it's a Sheffield United pod. It's clearly a Man United pod, as any regular listeners will know. We are outnumbered, you and me, Gary, by the Man United fans. So on to the glory hunters. Um, Randy, what was your football moment of the week? I'd like to point out that we are still Man United fans. And there's definitely not, not not much glory hunting going on right now. Um, but as a Man United fan, I think my football highlight of the week is that there is finally an end in sight to the in, I, seemingly interminable Harry Maguire transfer saga. Um, this has gone on for absolutely ages with uh, papers reporting the same thing every week that Leicester want £80 million and Man U don't want to pay £80 million. But it seems that in the end, Funnily enough, you have to pay the price of the player you're trying to buy. Woodward so Haggle going to pay eighty million pounds. <laughs> yeah, Woodward Haggle again. <laughs> Haggle himself down from eighty million pounds to eighty million pounds plus add-ons. So <laughs> that's uh, that's where we've ended up. Um, but yeah, finally that's over. We're going to have a defender, which is nice. He's not probably as good as Van Dyke, but he's better than anything we have. So that's an improvement, and it's over, and we can all move on. And Phil Jones is is gone. Oh no, he's got he's got a new contract, hasn't he? For yes, along contract. with Ashley Young and Chris Smalling and probably um, some other people that we've never heard of and not very good at football. That's nice, isn't it? Um, Matt, how about you? Did any other great Man U highlights? Phil Jones, was it? Have I already covered I think that? Man U sort of dominate the transfer rumours at the moment. I mean, it's probably because the Man U fans just keep 
yeah, clicking on the bait that, that's put in front of them. But uh, the other man news story this week has been the uh, can we ditch Lukaku um, at all? To, can we offload him for the price we want? And um, we've got the the nice proud moment as a Manu player, uh, Manu fan, having powered Dabala saying, I, "I don't really want to play for you guys. Um, I'd much rather not." So that's been that's been really endearing. If he, if he does move in the end, it's like, oh, great. I, I feel like you really got passion for the club. But he's he um Divala has got a place on the Juventus bench, so that's pretty good, isn't it? In comparison, <laughs> well, currently, yes, that is that is better, but that is also a bit tragic for Manu, um, given that we'd probably build a team around him if he was if he was willing. Oh well, yeah, I know, but you've got Pogba for now, haven't you? So that's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we might finish above Arsenal. You never know. <laughs> um, speaking speaking of Arsenal, my football highlight of the week, um, a quick one, shout out to Nicolas Pepe, the new great hope for the other half of North London. Um, obviously, I've done the YouTube videos. He's my um, football moment of the week. I would recommend any Arsenal fan who is as low as an Arsenal fan is usually go and have a look at Nicolas Pepe's top 50 goals because um, that will make you feel a little bit better. Um, my mum says it's shades of, of Perez. I don't know. I see a bit of bit of Omri, a bit of Perez, <laughs> a bit of Vieira in there, if, if I'm honest. <laughs> Tony Adams. And, uh, yeah, Tony Adams. <laughs> David Seaman. David Seaman um, <laughs> in his pomp. So that's great. So that's, that's all sorted then for the league. But then uh, shout out to my brother Ali, who... Um, who sent me this, which is a brilliant football highlight um, of this week. I don't know if you've seen this on BBC Football, um, but uh, we can tweet it from our Twitter account so people can see it. Uh, I'll read out the article. Referee uses harmonica instead of whistle during (laughs) non-league game. Um, There's a video of it on the BBC uh, Football website, and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so a stand-in, a referee improvised by using a harmonica instead of a whistle during Tiptree Egain FC and Stanway Rovers reserves pre-season friendly. The original referee was running late and needed a stand-in for the beginning of the match, but the substitute ref didn't have a whistle and had to make do with a harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is non-league, that is beautiful, and that is football. Um so I recommend people checking out that video. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, so a quick one before we jump into the rest of the, the preseason chat and the fantasy football. Um, first of all, Gary, you are the king of fantasy football team names. What is your current team name for your, your fantasy team? Well, to be honest, I hadn't thought too much about it. But uh, as, as you might have heard earlier, I'm still bitter about the, the Steve Bruce debacle. So I, I just call my team Cabbage Heads. Um, in honour of the Aston Villa fan that, that threw a cabbage at um, Steve Bruce um, a few months ago. Um, I, might, I may have to think of a better something, hopefully, preferably pun-based, but um, at the moment I am the cabbage heads. I like that. It's very nice and, yeah, no, it's a good one. Um, uh, Andy, what's your team name? Well, I ha- mine's a placeholder at the moment. I uh, I haven't, like Gary, I ha- haven't wasn't ready for this, this bit in the podcast, so I haven't landed yet i'm currently you are my Solskjaer, but um i don't see that lasting i don't see Solskjaer lasting either matt um <laughs> what's your team name um i can barely remember i think i've just <laughs> checked it it is uh the rather weak 
speedy Gonzalo James um, in honour of Man United's speedy new Welsh winger. Can you explain the joke? <laughs> as all as all the best jokes need explaining, uh, this one is a <laughs> very very bad pun on Speedy Gonzalez, um, and uh, yeah, and just adding the word James at the end. I think pun as, is an extremely as... <laughs> strong word. I don't know what that is. I like it. I like all of them yeah. so far. I mean, that's, that is 30 seconds of thinking as I set up my new team and thought, I'll come back to that later because that's so good. That, you're not good enough. Don't um, think you better have a good name. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we wait for Duncan's name to come along. <laughs> Duncan's avoiding giving his name now. <laughs> yeah, he's just decided to go silent to... Uh, <laughs> like maybe we just not do that bit. Maybe we just like not record that bit and move on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could do like since none of us have got names yet. Maybe we can do like a theme for our names this year. Mm. Who could we? Do? Well, what theme have you got in mind? I don't. I literally just thought of the idea right then in that moment. Yeah. So I haven't got a theme yet. Food, maybe. Food. <laughs> yeah, carrot, banana. <laughs> um, what about? Um, I tell you my team name. All right, <laughs> don't, don't leave us in suspense any longer, Duncan. <laughs> um, sorry, just a big long pause there to build the tension. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my team name is <laughs> okay. Big build up. Crouch is Solanke. <laughs> Do you have something? <laughs> you know, Solanke, the Bournemouth striker. Crouch is Lanky. Crouch is Lanky. Yeah. Okay, well, I've got another one. I've got another one. Um, drop the Dendonka. That's pretty good. Yeah. That, That's strong. It's got uh, because, the fantasy geek to it as well, I think. Dendonka. Yeah. I like picking the player who's the fantasy player of preseason. So last year it was Aaron Wan Basaka, and I went with uh, Obi Wan Basaka. This one, it, I think it's Dendonka. So Drop the Dendonka is based on the '90s comedy Drop the Dead Donkey. It's a British thing. If if you're in the states, look it up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's any good. But... <laughs> <laughs> look it up. I'm not sure it's good enough to be plugging it to US. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look it up, but don't watch a whole episode because it's. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, should we move on? So I think our first section is um, needs a little bit of intro. So if you haven't listened to us before, what we normally do when the season starts is we each go through our team, tell you what went wrong, tell you what went right, what transfers we made, what points we got, um, what is breaking our heart in our team, and. We'd love to do that. We love to talk about our teams, but it does take a lot of time when you have, you know, four or five people. So this season, bit of a change, and I'm going to tell, uh, I'm going to hand over to Matt and Gary to tell you about the change. Um, yes. So we're going to uh, pick a team um, across all of us on the pod, um, and so we've uh, had a go at pulling together the fantasy football fanatics uh, fantasy team. Um, and what we've done is we've divvied up between goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders and strikers to each pick our own section. Um, and then when the season starts, what we'll do is we'll go round 
each week and one of us will have the final say on which transfer to do, but we'll be debating transfers and reviewing how, it, how it's performed in the, the past game week. Um, so Andy, I don't know if you want to just go through the team. Yeah, uh, sure. That's a good idea. So, uh, Duncan, it was it was me rather than Gary, by the way, that did this. So I'm going. That's that's why the fan league is Sheffield United. I figured that was a um, you know a team we can all get behind. Very inoffensive. Um, well, they don't have many brain cells, so you might be able to uh, might be able to win that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, at the moment we have a uh, a goalkeeping duo. Uh, it's a budget goalkeeping duo of uh, Guaita and Gunn. Uh, Gunn looks like he's first team for Southampton. Um, um, so although all of their goalkeepers are 4.5 million, that looks like a good deal. And Guaita obviously was one of the stars of last season's um, Fantasy League. Our, uh, our defence is pretty stacked at the moment. Um, we've got both Alexander-Arnold and Van Dijk in the defence. So against Norwich on the opening day at home, that should be a pretty strong first week. Um, with Dunk and Zinchenko, so we're playing 4-4-2 um, at this stage. So yeah, Duncan Zinchenko are the two defenders, and then on the bench, the the defender is uh, is Kelly from um, Crystal Palace, which looks like a good pick at the moment for the start of the season because they have a lot of injuries in defence. So he's probably going to get into the team, but then fade away later on. So one that will look to transfer out later, I think. Um, the midfield was, picked, was it was it you to pick the midfield, Matt? Uh, that's right. Um, so we we, gave, we divvied up budgets. So I think um, it's. Uh, between each position, uh, um, position, so I had about forty million in midfield. Um, so, which means I couldn't afford both Sterling and Salah. So, I've opted for Sterling, Mane, Barkley at the moment, uh, and Perez as the starting ones, um, and then Dendonka um, on the bench just to be the uh, the budget one. I had Brooks instead of um, uh, Barkley until about an hour before the pod. Andy reminded me that Brooks is in fact uh, injured, and so therefore I can't. Uh, won't pick him, um, so that's one to maybe debate. I'm not sure. I just I just picked a random player that was below six and a half million, basically, and went for Barkley at the moment. Yeah, I think we should probably, since it was a kind of last minute pick, that's probably one that we can uh, we can do some debating on this week, and that can be our uh, our, our sort of transfer and team pick. Um, before we do that, though, moving on to the strikers, we uh, these are picked by Ben. Um, we have Harry Kane, uh, Josh King. Um, Kings are. An interesting pick because Bournemouth obviously have pretty good fixtures at the start of the season and Harry Kane's Harry Kane. Um, and then that leaves us with 4.5 million on the bench. So we have Mason Greenwood. Exciting for us, uh, the three of us, my new fans. So that's the team. Um, oh. sorry, and does, does everyone agree it's a good team? No. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not terrible, is it? It's not like uh, I think all of us have probably picked better players in our own teams than we have in this one. I think what we're trying to tap into here is the wisdom of the crowd. The idea that by putting our minds together, we can measure out Gary's ma ma maverickness. We can get over Ben's dullardness and and Matt's you know annoying winning streaks <laughs> and. Somehow, between all five of us, we can we can produce a team that can be more powerful than our own teams. So, it's very unlikely so in the first. Season. Is this team going to be competing in our mini league to see if it can beat us? And, it, and if so, does it win the sweepstake? Well, we all could split the sweepstake <laughs> if we win. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I don't think it's going to win. 
But you don't know. <laughs> Positivity, Andy. As you say, it looks like an okay team. I guess that none of us individually would have picked it um, because we've sort of had to divvy it up between different different players. And so each of us will see a player in there that we, we probably don't like. I think one of the, the structural things about it is that um, I, I don't know if we, we've got Kane in up front, which is quite the heavy hitter. Um, and whether we want to shift that to midfield or not, I guess is a debating point. I don't know what others think about that. We've got three heavy I hitters, like... actually, haven't we? It's a, it's a pretty stacked team with uh, Sterling, Mane and Kane. And then at the back, we've got the most expensive defender in the game and the third most expensive defender in the game. That's, that sounds good. We've got big heavy hitters at the back, big heavy hitters midfield and attack. I like that Kane's in the team because I don't have Kane in my own team. I've got quite... I've gone with the template the you know the twitter template of fpl which is seems to be heavy at the back because um a lot of defenders a lot of people on twitter are showing data saying that the lower uh, price defenders even though they're seven million are outscoring seven million midfielders so they're worth having over midfielders and they're outscoring even more the strikers who are seven million six point fives um so i've just got josh king up front at my own team that's pretty much it. But I like the fact that Kane's in there because I wish he was in my team. I just, I just being led away by the FPL community. So maybe that's what we've done between us. I mean, I've I've gone with Kane at the moment. I haven't completely picked my own team, but I've um, I've got him in at the moment because he's a, he's quite a bit cheaper than he was normally, and I, I know he doesn't usually start very well in August. But I'm thinking, perhaps he's become a look, and he's got a bit of a point to prove. So um, uh, I'm going to gamble that he's going to kind of start well. I, th- I think he's also got some very tasty-looking home fixtures at the start of the season. His first three home games are Villa, Newcastle and Palace. Um, so, so yeah, I, th- I, think he's a, I think he's a good one. Particularly looking at the first week, he's, he's potentially, I think, the captain for uh, Villa at home first week of the season. Yeah, I have him as well. Um, when we spoke last week, I had Aguero, but I've, my team is completely unrecognisable from the team that I described last week now. And I have Harry Kane up front as well. Same reasons. Okay. It sounds like we're decided on Kane then, which I, I can also see. Like It's quite nice to be different from my, my own team as well. So I can partly cheer on Harry Kane as he scores goals in the first game week, even though he's not in my, my main team. Because um, I went with the Salah, Sterling, sort of heavy hitting and then heavy hitting at the back, which meant that I've just gone like Duncan, very cheap up front at the moment. Um, but yeah, it, it adds a bit of, bit of difference. Um, I guess the other debating point um, is, I was saying, I had Brooks in there for like the Spormless early fixtures, um, and that also was a bit of a make weight as a six and a half million pound player um, to be able to afford all these heavy hitters in our team. Um, he's injured, and so therefore we have a bit of a debating point about who we replace him with. Um, I put in Barkley as my personal suggestion, um, but welcome thoughts from others about a six and a half or below midfielder to put in. Well, Can I jump I in a... there? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I obviously Matt has history with Barkley, and it's a troubled and brutal <laughs> history. Um, he had him in his team. And let's remind him about it. Last season, it was all going well. He popped Barkley in, and things just took a bit of a turn for the worse. And he struggled. He struggled. But actually, I think that you know Matt is going against 
the psychology of ignoring that player who's done bad for you in the past. And I think that is worth it with Barkley. If you look at the preseason for Chelsea and the stats, he's the top scoring, if it was FPL points for preseason, he's the top scorer for Chelsea at the moment. I think he's got three goals, three assists, something like that. He's on penalties. Um, I think he's been on penalties and even when Jorginho's been on the pitch. Maybe Lampard's looked at uh, Jorginho's ridiculous penalty um, technique uh, where he jumps before he hits the ball, which just looks like the most stupid thing. Yeah, and that's basically yeah, why I put Barkley in. Um, it's a good pre-season. Um, and yeah, I, I'm still slightly um, sort of hurt by the, his performance in my team last year when he'd scored about two or three on the trot. I thought, oh, we've got a new Lampard here uh, for Chelsea. Put him in and I think Sari dropped him the very next game, which is a, 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 a kick in the teeth. Um, and it took me ages to get him out and cost me a lot of points. But this isn't my team, so therefore I can put him in this one. Um, and it, it feels, uh, feels much better uh, having that slight bit of distance in picking him. I mean, my, my main question would be, is he, is he going to play? Because that was the problem he had all last season, was he was, he'd either play the first hour and come off, or he'd play the last half an hour. As Sari had his kind of set rotations. Um, if he's going to play every week, then, then he's a good player to have. Um, a couple of other ones just to throw out there. Another fantasy football favourite, Nathan Redmond, is 6.5. And if he's still going to be playing... More often than not, as a forward, he might be one a shout. Or the guy you mentioned of the leaping penalties, Jorginho. Um, might this one would be a bit of a punt, but he's only five million, and apparently he's going to be playing a bit further forward, um, and that would free up one point five million to um, maybe make an upgrade somewhere else in the team. Yeah, I think that um, I'm, I think that would be the way I'd go because um, I I, don't, I think Iosi Perez is a bit of a uh... Like he's he's been there's a lot of hype about him preseason, particularly in the fantasy community. I see him as being a bit like sort of Shinji Okazaki. He works hard, contributes a lot to the attacking play, but doesn't actually get very many fantasy points for Leicester. Uh, just acts as a foil for for Jamie Vardy and creates space for him. And if that's true, if that's the, the role that he plays, I think he's going to end up flattering to deceive, and other players will do better than him. So maybe the way to do it um, could be that we get an upgrade there by saving money on. Uh, on Brooks. Hmm. So you'd you'd be looking at a Sigurdsson or a Richarlison if you wanted to go for eight million to 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 upgrade from Perez. But I, a disclaimer: I must admit, I think I've got Perez in my team as well at the moment. So um, he's one I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, I quite like Perez at the moment because he's sort of in the whole striker uh, for six and a half million for Leicester, and he's scored I think a couple in pre-season. So I think he's a bit better than Okazaki. Um, in that role. Uh, so, I mean, so Barkley to Jorginho is one option and that just gives us money to then spend elsewhere on the team. Not necessarily Perez, but like wherever we, we could maybe leave it in the, in the, in the kitty ready for game week one. To, no, don't do it. That's what I did last season. I had money in the kitty all year. and It was terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying all year. I'm just saying for like <laughs> one week <laughs> before we uh, blow it. That's on. how it starts, Matt. That's how it starts. <laughs> well, I, I mean, one, the one, the one pick that I, I thought was a bit weird was was Ben had gone with Mason Greenwood and I realise he's he's kind of gone for that just because he's really cheap and he just needed a make weight but he's realistically he's not going to play so if we did want to have a, a six million pound striker then that could be an option. Yeah, yeah our bench is awful, isn't it? Kelly, Dendonka, and Greenwood. <laughs> the 
Oh, Ding Dong is great. But it should be dropped. Dunk, do you have any? Sorry, who's who's left? Who has who's not given a suggestion for like a player to put in? Yeah, can I uh, player to put in for who for yeah. Barkley? I I would. I mean, I I think I said it before. I just I think he's he sets such a a cheap price point for his position in the team. I know that Mason Mount has looked good in preseason and looked good for Lampard in the championship last season for Derby. But I think, I think that Barkley is now established at the club. He's been there a while. He's come through his injury problems, hopefully. Um, he's, it looks like he's on penalties. He looks confident. I've seen some of the highlights of preseason and he looks like he's grown up a bit, which he needed to do. So I think he, he will beat Mount to the first team and I think he'll, he'll like the challenge from Mount. So I think, He's got everything that is needed for a fantasy player, really. But isn't um, this new Pulisic? Is he not kind of that, that kind of attacking midfielder? Would he would he not be the first team player, and Barkley would be the reserve? I think I think he will be a first team player for sure. But I see him uh, in the formations Chelsea have been playing in pre season. I know he's experimented a little bit, but it looks like there's three attacking midfielders behind the main striker. Tammy Abraham or Giroud, whoever it is. And those three attacking uh, midfielders rotate between um, Pedro, who's looked good in preseason, uh, obviously William once he recovers. Um, and But I, I think Pedro and William and the guy that you mentioned, um, Pulisic, I think they're more wingers, whereas Barkley seems to play the number 10. And Mount plays that role as well. So I think there's slightly less competition for the, those positions there's just the two of them and, and for that central number 10 role Kovacic who they had last year he's still there as well yeah but I, I think he's still playing that deep lying role with Jorginho um, I think he I, I mean I hope why am I saying I hope I hate Chelsea <laughs> um, I think he will push forward more based on the highlights I've seen and maybe he looked good last season on the ball but didn't produce any stats Maybe he'll start making some more late runs into the box, but I don't think he will be an attacking outlet so much as uh, Barkley will be. I, I agree with that, actually. If you look at um, Kovacic's history before he joined Chelsea, he obviously didn't play that much at Real Madrid, but we sort of broke through and had his, his, his really good seasons at Inter Milan. Um, even then, first of all, he, he didn't tend to play 90 minutes. He was substituted a lot, even in his best season, and he only scored five goals. He was he was playing as an attacking midfielder like in the number ten role. He didn't score a lot of goals, bit of a sort of Alexander Kleb figure. So I don't think my hero, <laughs> my absolute hero, Kleb. Oh, what a man! I met him once, you know. <laughs> you, you met Kleb. I met Kleb. Do you want to know the very short story? You're very well to recognise him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm an Arsenal, I'm an Arsenal fan, and I was waiting for a friend at an airport, and he came out just on his own. Obviously, no one recognised him, as you just pointed out. And I said, oh, my God, Alexandra. Obviously, you know, pronouncing it in the Belarusian. Um, can I have your autograph? And he said, yeah, do you have a pen? And I said, no. <laughs> so You're, so he came with me. He came with me. He came with me to the travel money place. We got a pen from the lady, and he signed... Uh, a receipt I had in my bag. <laughs> what a legend. What a hero. 
<laughs> I think he thought I was a twat. But I like hey. the idea that you've got um, a framed picture of Cleb with a receipt <laughs> underneath it on your wall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, that's a crystal ball future look for for Mateo Vatic as well. I, I fear. Um, okay, so. Kovacic, we think, is going to, well, I think anyway, is going to be a defensive midfielder rather than attacking one. It looks like that, that does, I think, leave us with Barkley as a, um, uh, the, the favourite for the number 10 role, which actually makes that a pretty shrewd pick, I think. So I'm going to throw my hat in the Barkley ring. All right. So we've got, we've, out, we've outvoted Gary then. Um, so we'll, we'll keep Barkley. And it does give us uh, 0.5 on in, in the bank as well for. Uh, the first transfer of the season when we realised that uh, one of the p- picks we've had is disastrously wrong. Um, so yeah, um, I could, think we're all set. Uh, could, uh, could could I could I try once again then to um, to, to boot um, Mason Greenwood out of the team because I, I just don't think he's going to play. Um, I agree. So, I agree. So you've, you've got um, okay. Admittedly, not a, not a prolific goal scorer, but you've got um, Shane Long from Southampton at five million. Um, and bear in mind that until recently Southampton were terrible, so he was just chasing lo- kind of lost causes. But I, I seem he seems to be kind of close to first team, and he did get a couple of goals towards the end of last season. So I could I could at least see him playing and perhaps even scoring a few goals. Um, here, 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 here. Is that... I mean, I think he'll definitely score more than Mason Greenwood because he'll be on the pitch. So that's obviously an improvement. So um, the, my my counter um, alter, well, alternative pick. Uh, how about Lise Mousset for uh, Sheffield United, um, Gary? So they're one of their new record signings, that five million striker from formerly from Bournemouth. Might play a bit more these days. Um, I don't. I mean, as I'm I'm not carrying carrying on my Sheffield United boycott into uh, into this. Um, into this team, I'd will, will he go straight into the team? I guess that probably. I, I, I guess they've spent quite a bit of money on him. Um, I, I would, I'd prefer him to to um, to Greenwood at least. Will be potentially in the team straight away. Um, they've signed a few strikers, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. So, so they've got Billy Sharp, who's a bit more of a poacher, um, who tends to play. And last they had McGoldrick last season, who's quite quick. I, I guess they're, they're, they're looking at Mousset as a potentially an upgrade on McGoldrick. Although this game rates McGoldrick as five point five, so they, the maybe the fantasy football brains perhaps see McGoldrick still as a as the first choice. I don't. I don't know. I think they've also signed Oliver McBurney from Swansea for twenty million. Yeah, he's not. In, is he in the game yet? He's no. He's not on the game yet. I presume he'd probably go in at more than five million. Um, but so Musa maybe won't be in the first team then, which would make him uh, pretty similar to Greenwood. Yeah. Is is Long actually first team for Southampton though? I'm not sure about that either. And they they signed Che Adams, so another Sheffield United ex player. It seems to be full of full of Sheffield United players this podcast. But um, yeah, I. I think, I guess that Shane Long would play some games, but not all. 
I think I'm I'm with Gary on the Shane Long thing because he proved himself to uh, the the hustle guy, the manager uh, last season, Hassan Hustle, um, and he loves as Andy coined the Hassan Huttle hustle. So they like to press high. They like to press high, and and Shane Long loves to run and chase people down. He's brilliant at that. Um, so he's proved himself to the manager, and also nobody apart from us is going to pick Shane Long apart from Southampton fans. Um, so when everyone gets rid of Greenwood, because everyone's a Man United fan apart from the sensible people, um, his value is going to drop to 4.3, something like that, with all the transfers out. Whereas Shane's long value is going to stay at five because no one's getting rid of him because no one's got him. So we might as well have it. He's actually got 6.2% ownership long, which surprises me a bit. Um, although the other five million strikers are Obafemi also from Southampton, Jossalu, who's been sold, I think, Andoni, Success, and Ayu. So unless we go with Matt's favourite, <laughs> Isaac, Isaac Success. Mm. I'm not going to endorse that one. Is, is Andoni anywhere near the Brighton team? I, 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 can't. I think he's just moved, hasn't he, Andoni? All oh, right. Let me check that. I like Andoni. If he, if he hasn't moved, I've, I've liked Andoni... I think I've mentioned it a couple of times. I think if Potter, um, if Potter thinks Glenn Murray can't handle every game, then Andoni might see more minutes than other other te- other strikers we're discussing. I think him and Long are good options. Andy, what has your research found? A different player called Andoni moved. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's, so let's go with Andoni then as a bit of a. A random punt. I think Ben might be a bit miffed when he's chosen the strikers. <laughs> and he's found we've, we've changed one of his choices for Florin Andone. But um... <laughs> well, Brighton have a pretty good opening fixture list as well, don't they? So. Yeah. Um, although is I think and Lacardia actually sits above Andone in the pecking order behind Murray. So I'm not sure. I think Andone might be third choice striker at Brighton. Is, is Lacardia more of a kind of a support striker and Andone's? a bit more of a target man when Murray doesn't play. I'd, I'd, I've not seen masses of Brighton, but... Well, I mean, they've got, they've got a new manager, so they'll be playing yeah. probably a new system. So it's it's all a bit uncertain. So it could be our, our, our game week one punt, I guess. Um, we, we might quickly swap him back out again, uh, having realised the error of our ways. But we could uh, go quite maverick and go for Andoni, I guess. I, I guess his value at least can't go down if only... 0.5% of have selected him, whereas Longs might go down if 6% have gone for him. Okay. Are we all decided then? And Done? I think he's the one. I've just put him in. All right. Um, and then the final thing is we seem to pick a captain for game week one. Um, so I think that I'm going to sh- shortlist this. Um, it's either going to be a Liverpool defender because they've got Norwich at home, so maybe Alexander-Arnold or Van Dijk, or Kane at home to Villa, or Sterling away at West Ham. What do people fancy? I fancy Kane. Yeah, Vi- Vill- fancy... Villa have got a bit yeah. of a shake. Well, they had a shaky defence last season and they've signed um, a load of new players, so they they might be a bit weak at the back. Yeah, let's go for Kane then. I think that's quite nice. I agree with that as well. Although, just just a bit of balance to my <laughs> my own request. Um, 
I do I do like Sterling playing in the striker role during preseason while Aguero and Jesus are recovering from Copa America. And although his penalty he took the other day was appalling, um, you know, when he's if if he is playing in that role in the charity shield, did he play in the in that role in the charity shield? Did anyone see the charity shield? I didn't watch it, but yeah, he did start up front. Yeah. Okay. Well if he starts up front in the league, is that not a good role for captaincy. West Ham are crap sometimes. I think yeah, I haven't even... An, an, another thing to throw in here, actually, which is to do with Mane, because uh, Liverpool have a, a history of destroying Norwich by large goal margins. And so maybe you want Liverpool attackers for that. I don't think Mane's going to start, or I don't think he'll last the full game, because he, he went so deep into the AFCON tournament that I think he's only I think he's probably missed most of preseason so I think that would be risky well then do we want him at all if he's not going to play for 11 and a half million mm. is a lot for someone who's not going to play I, I'd say probably not at the moment but maybe later in the season yeah I, I mean I think I, I put Mane in I think um, you're right that there's a bit of a rotation risk for game week one with Origi but I think they'll probably start him and then sub him off after 60 minutes so I think he's a good shout. Do we want I think he's a good shout for the first team. I don't think he's the best shout for captaincy game week one. Um, do you think it's a risk? Do you think it's not a risk for game week one that's not worth taking? Like maybe we bring him in in game week two or three once he's a bit more up to speed. Um, well, I just think that um, if we're going to go salaryless in our team, I think uh, he's sort of a good balance against that because he's still like a really strong player for Liverpool. They have some nice opening fixtures, and we're saying he's he's, he's had a limited preseason, but he's not injured or anything. So I think he's he's still going to be a fairly good shout for the early games. Fair enough, and he he has been on fire, hasn't he, for quite a while now? Yeah, I mean he's he's earned that price tag from last season. Um, yeah, definitely. And if we were playing safe with every pick, it'd be no fun. <laughs> That's true. Okay. All right. Well, my vote goes for Kane then. I will second that. Still stick with I Kane. I third that. I fourth that. <laughs> I'm not good at numbers. Um, okay. Any more discussion points from the team? I think we can go into a bit more as the the season develops. But I'm, I'm I think it's a pretty good team actually. It's probably probably a bit better than mine at the moment. I need to uh, look at mine again. I think um, what we'll do is obviously the season doesn't start till Friday. Don't forget, people, Friday, not Saturday. Season doesn't start till Friday. So we, if we get any injuries to this team or if Ben comes back to us on our WhatsApp group and says, what the hell have you done to my strikers? Then we might ask Ben to tweet out a poll, a Twitter poll to see what you guys think um, if we get stuck. If not, we can use that throughout the season if we're stuck. We can throw it to you guys so you can get involved. Um, but apart, if anyone else wants to shout, apart from that, we will um, move on to the next section, which is which is Gary. And Gary's the king. I've told, told some of the listeners about this last season when we introduced him as a, a guest podder, but now he's official. He is the king of spreadsheets. Uh, when, we, when we played in a five-side team, he used to run a spreadsheet for for the whole team. Every different player had their profile picture. They had their stats, their goals, their assists, um, 
I think they might have been man of the match in the pub afterwards as well. It was incredible. Um, get there were errors in the spreadsheet. Matt got you know high ranking in the spreadsheet. Gary needs to explain that before he explains <laughs> the rest of this. But um, gut punts is is Gary's domain this season. So without further ado, over to Gary. Okay, you've put a bit of pressure on me there, Duncan. I don't actually think I've built a spreadsheet for the gut punts, but um, I was going to do a bit of a league table. So what we did um, last season is that we picked a gut punt just for each game week um, when we're looking at who we think is going to do well that particular week and looking at the fixtures. Um, but just to add a bit more of an extra dimension to the game, um, we're now going to have two gut punts um, per week, but one of them will be our... Um, season-long punts. So we, we, we're going to go for a, a cheap defender, cheap midfielder and cheap attacker. Um, and we've, we've christened them, say, for the midfielders, we've called it like the Ryan Fraser trophy. So who's that like hidden gem who can be a stalwart over the course of the season? But unlike the gut punts that we do for, based on the fixtures for each game week, the, um, the three that we're choosing now at the start of the season, uh, we have to stick with them through the whole season. So if they get injured, it's just tough luck. You've got to go for someone. Um, so so the, the principle there behind having three is that each week we just have to select one to be our our regular punt. And then we'll we'll have a guest uh, gut punt again. Um, so, so it will be kind of trying to track some of these people to see who's going to be the next, um, the next Fraser or the next uh, Doherty in defense. Um, so that's that's the um, that's the thinking behind it. Um, we can go into the, the individual choices unless anyone has any any comments about that. Just one comment that um, I think I love the names, the Fraser Trophy, um, Jimenez Trophy. I love the names, but also I think how this applies to the listeners is that um, yeah, we are picking these for the season. This is fun for us, but for you guys um, and for everyone with a fancy team. Picking that gem at the start of the season before they kick up is is crucial to fancy Premier League. If you had Riyad Mahrez in your team at 5.5 in that season where he went crazy, um, you were ahead of the game. And that's what FPL is all about. It's about getting that player, that differential player in two weeks before everyone else. And if you're Gary and you're Maverick, you can do it two weeks before that player even explodes. I don't know how he does it, but you can do that. So, yeah, I think this is a really good new feature. And uh, unfortunately, uh, is, is Umar Nias even in the game anymore? I, I, I don't think he can, pick, can be picked, can he? Alas, no, he cannot be picked. So <laughs> spared me some embarrassment there. Yeah, so, so it shows some of our form from last season when Andy was extolling the virtues of Umar Nias at this time of the year. And I was extolling the virtues of Cenk Tosin and how I thought he could really explode <laughs> last season. Um, so I think uh, take our picks with a pinch of salt because that's what they were last year. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so we'll 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 have something to hold against each of us then if if this goes horribly wrong. So maybe we'll we'll start with the Doherty Trophy and maybe Matt, you want to explain um, why Max Aaron's is the man. Um, so I think Norwich are just quite an attacking side, um, and as far as I'm aware, he's quite an attacking fullback that fits in that four and a half million pound bracket. Um, he's definitely picked for the long term because I think they've got some tricky opening fixtures. So I'm 
avoided Norwich uh, personally in the early fixtures and their picks. But um, I think he'll come good, hopefully, with a couple of assists, maybe the, uh, the new Doherty. So, so, Duncan, you don't agree with this attacking defender's approach. You, you think Jamal Lascelles and Newcastle is the way to go. Oh, God, now you've introduced it like that. <laughs> it's such a mistake. Oh, what have we done? So, um, basically, um, I, my, my philosophy with all my defenders in my own team is just attack. Attack, 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 attack. Um, so, good question. Why have I gone for Jamal Lascelles? Um, well, because this is counterintuitive and will probably make no sense to anyone but me. So, Benitez has left, but he's not gone. He's left behind him defensive solidity and unity at the back. And that is embodied by one man. And that man is Jamal Lascelles. And Jamal Lascelles is a leader of men. People say it. I've heard it. And I've seen it when he's not injured. So maybe that was another reason for not picking him. Um, yeah, I, he gets goals. He used to be 5 million. Now he's 4.5. And Newcastle are going to need a unifying captain to um, get through the Steve Bruce era because Cabbagehead is not a leader of men. If anyone hasn't listened to the, um, the 90s football podcast by Joss Widdicombe and and friends oh, yeah. apologies quick, quickly, quickly to Kevin really score yeah you need to listen to the episode about Steve Bruce's book <laughs> called Striker a murder mystery about uh, a striker who discovers a body and then is accused of it all basically based on Steve Bruce's dream of him being a striker and <laughs> it's just one of the best podcast episodes you'll ever hear about football and um, the man is a brilliant uh something but not football manager i can so, think of also by the words, way can i just have one more thing about steve bruce i can think of lots everybody of words should to follow, describe him everybody should follow on twitter steve bruce at weddings it's brilliant it's uh somebody has uh has decided to um take photos of other people's weddings and photoshop steve bruce celebrating goals into them it's brilliant everybody should follow it Sorry, carry on. Oh dear. Well, yeah, as I say, I can think of lots of words to describe Steve Bruce, but it's probably best I uh, move on. So um, <laughs> I think, and, Andy, you went for the um, Harry Maguire chain reaction, I think, here. You, you've gone with Lewis Dunk of Brighton or potentially maybe Leicester. Yeah, he's, he's currently Brighton in the game, but I think it, he's odds on for a move to Leicester. Um, my, uh, my first choice was Max Aaron, which was already taken by Matt, so I then had to rethink... Um, and I went for Lewis then because I figure it's kind of a, one of the, the good things about Brighton's fixture list this season is that they've got sort of runs of good fixtures and runs of bad fixtures. So I can see them getting on a sort of a few sort of good runs of form um, where they don't concede very many goals. And so if he stays, then great. He's got that. Um, he's going to play every game. And if he leaves, then he's going to upgrade significantly to Leicester, who will be one of the teams looking for looking to upset the top six this season and will presumably be better than if he was at Brighton. So yeah, that's that was my thinking around Lewis Dunk. Yeah, no, I I think uh, that might be a that might be a good shout. And even if he stays at Brighton, he's still a, he's still a regular, pretty consistent points getter. Um, so just went with uh, one of Sheffield United's attacking defenders, Jack O'Connell, and I've gone for Issa Diop from West Ham, who um, 
I think I put in for my free hit week last season, and he he actually did very badly for me. But I've not been burnt by that by that. Um, and I, I do actually think with Pellegrini, West Ham's defence might be reasonably tidy, and he's also a bit of a threat from set pieces. So keep an eye out for Issa Diop, who's my tip for the Doherty Trophy. Um, moving on to the Ryan Frazee Trophy, so I, I should just say that. The defenders, we set ourselves a price limit of 4.5 million. For the midfielders, we went for 6 million as the, as the limit. Um, I'm immediately regretting my choice, and maybe I'll hear a bit more from Duncan. Um, but I, for this one, I went with Alex Iwobi. Um, I was kind of thinking, oh, now Ramsey's gone. Ozil's being phrased out of the, framed out of the picture. It looks like Iwobi's actually a first-choice Arsenal player. Um, but now that they've um, spent all that money on Pepe, was it 70 million? I think Iwobi might be being back to um, cameos off the bench, but who knows? Maybe he'll still come good. Dun- Duncan, was that a foolish, uh, foolish punt or is he uh, um, one to watch? Uh, well, I love Alex Iwobi. I think last season when he came off the bench um, towards the end of the season, every now and then, he was just the player that we needed to take people on and burst past them and he was just a a burst of energy when we needed it at certain points I just think the only thing that he's lacking is confidence in front of goal and if he gets that then yeah he could step into Ramsey's shoes as um, you know an Arsenal player who's been there a long time knows the club and the fans love him well some of the fans love him Um, but uh, before yeah I think I think it could be a good pick. I've always wanted to put in my team and I've never never done it, but I think it could be a good pick and I'd love it to be a good pick, obviously, because I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, he'll probably start slow after the AFCON as well, uh, playing for Nigeria. But, um, yeah, I think he could form a really good partnership. I mean, if it was me, I'd play him on one wing, I'd play Pepe on the other wing, and I'd tell Ozil to pack his bags. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's probably, hopefully, what will happen by the end of the season. So we'll see if he can get that confidence in front of goal. Um, it's a classic Gary Maverick pick, but I love it. Okay, well, well, we'll, we'll stick with you, Dunk, because you, I think you've gone for the Mavericks Maverick as your um, Ryan Fraser Trophy winner at Andros Townsend. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I just Andros, you know. Um, when he was playing for Spurs, I thought he was really promising. He went to QPR and he looked brilliant. And then he moved to Palace and then he just uh, kept on shooting from ridiculous range when it was needed or not. But I think if Zaha goes, I think last season Townsend started to add um, impressive kind of creativity to his game, crossing, uh, assisting goals, and he wasn't just shooting from ridiculous range. If Zaha stays... All the better. I think um, I think that's going to create opportunities for Townsend. He's going to grow and grow. Um, but if Zaha leaves, it's still a bonus. He'll become kind of the main man. I think Townsend lost his rag last season and uh, kicked the dugout or something like that and got dropped for the end of the season. But I think if memory uh, recalls, he came back into the team right at the last kind of gasp of the season. So he's got something to prove to the manager and his stats are up. Um, He's quite. A, I think if you look sort by midfielders six million and under, I think he's quite high scoring total score. So I think across the whole season, 
he's a safe pick to play every week, get attacking returns in a team with a good manager and a settled team. So that's why I went for him. Okay, good thinking. So, um, Andy, you went for a bit more of a swagger with yours, um, bit, bit, someone with a bit of an attitude. So, um, Jack Grealish. Yeah, I am. Um... It's a, sort of the spirit of this this competition is to try and pick the next sort of Riyad Mahrez who's going to sort of come out of nowhere and score loads of goals. I think um, that's definitely not going to be Andros Townsend. He might, he's probably going to do all right, but Grealish is somebody who might do amazing or might be completely terrible. Um, but from his performances last year in the championship, he's obviously been toughened up a lot by being kicked repeatedly. He actually got punched in one of the games in the in the derby last season, didn't he? And sort of uh, carried on with the game fairly level-headedly. Yeah, so I think his his mentality has improved a lot since he was last in the Premier League. Um, he was obviously Villa's best player last season, and I feel like if any of the promoted sides this season have a chance of, of doing anything, it's going to be Villa because they've invested. Um, basically, because they're playing with a different team, plus with Jack, with Jack Grealish still. So, yeah, I've, um, I was sort of torn between him and maybe Trezeguet, who's also a Villa player, um, but I went with Grealish because I feel like um, he's more likely to sort of start the season on a roll rather than having to be bedded in. Matt, you were saying that you think that he's one one pass behind the assister. Yeah, I mean I think I was just looking at his stats from last season. I think um the the other midfielders, was it is it Hulahan and uh, McGinn for for Villa sort of outscored him on goals and assists. Um and but everyone was raving about Greedish and how, how amazing he was. And I I watched very little of Aston Villa last season, but the bit I did watch um, around Christmas, I saw that Grealish uh, was definitely knitting play really well. You could see he was sort of the star man. He had a really good... Yeah, it's a fair point. I think uh, none of us really knows what the uh, the sort of flow of play is going to be for Aston Villa this season. And he might well be the sort of player who's one pass behind the assist. But um, it's a pretty tight budget at six million and there's a chance that he might go wild. So that's why I picked him. I don't know. I think he's he's made Matt speechless. So I think <laughs> he's, really good. he's going to do great things this season. And he's well, got he's got short socks, which is so cool. <laughs> if 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 Matt's regained his ability to speak, then he might be able to talk us through Decore as his pick. Um, maybe not. Okay. Well, it looks like Matt and Ben have gone for a couple of Watford Evergreens in uh, Decore and Pereira. Pereira. Am I saying that right? Um, who who were right up at the top of the price bracket. So. Um, of the points scored in this in this price bracket last season, so um, I think they're two pretty solid ones to look out for as well. Yeah, I think um, um, I, I think Decor is a great pick from Matt. I think it's uh, it's similar to my pick with Townsend. That's probably why I think it's good because it's solid. He'll play every week. He gets the odd goal, but it's mainly they're just a playing every week thing. And then for the. Um, I guess we'll move on to the Jimenez Trophy, which is the strikers. Um, it's actually really difficult to do this because we set a price limit of six million. And when you look on the game, there's only actually 39 players <laughs> under six million. And the number of them who actually play um, is quite limited. Um, I'm afraid to say, again, there's a very strong um, Sheffield United theme to this one. 
Um, we've got two ex-Sheffield United youth products. Uh, we've got two players who I think are the kind of players who will go to play for Sheffield United in the future, maybe in the championship in a next season. Um, and one current Sheffield United player. So, D Duncan, do you want to start with Billy Sharp? Um, yeah, Billy Sharp. Um, I think the reason that I went for Billy Sharp is really because of I'm a big fan of the Always Cheating um, Fantasy Premier League podcast. I recommend it to anyone um, who thinks we're crap. Um, yeah, and I think it was I think it was Josh um, on that podcast who was saying Billy Sharp um, has a a good backstory. Well, sorry, not a good backstory. A pretty um, pretty traumatic backstory, um, and he's come through some tough times. Um, and I think. Last season, at one point, yeah. Well, I mean, Billy Sharp is—is is, I think he's one of the record goal scorers across all the league. I think he's the guy with the most um, career goals of all the players playing at the moment. When you look at all his goals he scored across the league, so well, I guess we'll see if he can do it in the in the Premier League. Um, Andy, do you want to um, talk about Calvert Lewin? Yeah, sure. So. Um, Everton really only have one striker and they're a very attacking side. Um, it looks like Moisey Keane's on his way, which would obviously be a, be some competition for him. Um, but a 19-year-old arriving from the uh, Serie A is unlikely to be starting on, on day one. And if and Calvert-Lewin you know, is a young player, he's uh, quick, big, strong. He's got everything that you sort of should need to succeed in the Premier League. So if he sort of gets on a good run at the beginning of the season, then he, he could could retain that place up front and, you know, be, be Everton's first choice striker for the whole season, which would be amazing for six million. So um, that's my thinking around him. Um, hopefully it comes off. Yeah, I went with another um, ex-Sheffield United um, player earlier in his career, Che Adams, who um, Southampton have spent 15 million on to sign from Birmingham. Um, again, this is a bit of a punt, but I think he might fit in quite well to their kind of new pressing kind of pacey style of play he's a, he's a guy who I think had played a lot as like a kind of a wide forward um, and it was only really last season that Birmingham kind of played him up front uh, and then in a kind of a mid-table team he scored 20 odds 22 goals I think um, so he might I'm kind of backing him to make a an impact at Southampton um, which that's, might that's, that's not the point, right? long that's... who we're talking about it is the gut punts league, right? So it's supposed to be something that you're sort of using your gut a little bit and having a sort of feeling about somebody might do something. So I like that pick. And then, so just just to round off the other two, Matt went with um, the the top scorer in this point point uh, price range last season, Glenn Murray. Uh, he got 129 points last season. Um, can he still do it age 36? Well, we'll find out. Um, and Ben went with uh, Danny Ings. Ings can only get better. Um, so he's just about surviving the injuries. He got 90 points last season. He actually played more than I thought, got seven goals. Uh, so if he can stay fit, um, another good good shout there. Um, so, yeah, that's the, um, they're, they're, the, um, they're the season-long gut punts. We'll be doing our... Um, weekly gut punts to uh, add to them, but we'll each have like a squad of of these three players to pick from. So each week we'll we'll, we'll choose one of them 
um, to be our representative in the group. Good. We um, we also need to pick our. We, we need to do that for the first week, right? Because uh, by the time the next uh, podcast happens, we will have the the, uh, the next week will already be done. So we actually have. Uh, <laughs> this is the last time we're going to talk before the start of the season. Um. Yeah. Sorry. I should probably. Uh, I know this is going letting the listeners behind the curtain but we're we're, we're losing man <laughs> <laughs> we are losing manpower <laughs> the internet is not holding up to the international podcast um but uh i think we've we've still got three of us on the line so um yeah uh have we do you think we've covered the gut punts gary yes that's the that's the well that's the uh the season long ones done there's the uh are we, are we doing fixture previews? This this might turn into a bumper uh, bumper edition if we do, or is there a, is there a special I think extra material plan? But I don't I don't know what your plans are, Duncan. My plans are: I think preseason is preseason. You know, you've you just put in the minutes. It's all about fitness. It's not about match sharpness. No, it is about match sharpness. It's about getting match sharpness. I think we're now match sharp. <laughs> Although we lost Matt. Um, yeah, Matt, and... Matt obviously needs to work on his fitness because he's not lasted the full ninety minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're not going to do um, a fixture preview uh, for game week one. This one, I think, it's much more useful to talk about the season, look at the big picture, and then we'll jump back into the game by game previews as the season rolls on. Um, if you haven't listened to us before, we're a weekly podcast. It normally comes out. Sunday night, Monday morning, UK time. I'm not sure what time that is. What time's that in uh, states where you are in San Fran, Andy? Uh, middle of the night on Sunday. Okay. Uh, and Gary in in Santiago, where you're moving to? I'm guessing you don't know what time that it, is. It'll be about halfway between the US and the and uh, the London, so it'd be just slightly earlier on the Monday, I think. I think I, I like that you're moving now to Chile. You were previously in China. Uh, previously to that in in Korea, so it's keeping the international flavour of the fanatics up. It's impressive work. It's 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 mainly based around it'd be much easier to watch football in Chile and in, in in China than the matches. Uh, the Champions League kicks off in the middle of the night. Chile's got a nice kind of three hour three hours behind. Um, so so the um, yeah the Champions League will be nicely in the evening and the the Premier League games on. Like the three o'clock kickoff will be at twelve on a Saturday, so um, that was that was my main nothing nothing to do with the job or the uh, culture. It was mainly about just just being able to follow the football. Nice. Well, yeah, dedication, and we respect that here at the Fanatics. Um, unless you guys have anything more to shout out, um, then I'll wrap things up. Um, if you don't follow us already on Twitter, we're at FPLFFFanatics. Um. If you haven't, if you listened to us last season, you're back again for another season with us, uh, our second full season, then uh, please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Um, it makes a great, uh, it means a great deal to the to us, the fanatics, and it will make it easier for other potential listeners uh, to find us and and follow what we do and how badly our team goes. Um, who knows? Maybe the the group think will work for us. Um, so. Thank you, Gary, on your full pod debut um, for your insight. 
Cheers, my pleasure. Thank you, Andy, for your insight. My pleasure as well. And thank you, Matt, and I'm so sorry that you couldn't last the distance. No, he's, he's still gone. Oh, well. <laughs>